0: few key things that everyone can do, they can bring down their inflammation. Um, you know, stress is a big cause of that. So good luck with that at this day and age, right? But,
1: <laughs> but you can balance it out somewhat. Welcome to Forever Young, the health and well-being podcast from Lanzarhoff. My name is Mario Pedazoli. And in every episode, join me in conversation with a variety of health experts and special guests as we explore what it means to live well. We may not find the secret to eternal youth, but join me on our quest as we explore just what it means to live a balanced, healthy and happy life. Hello again and welcome. Well, in today's show, which is the second in our Feel Well series, we explore age management, or to put it another way, the art of feeling well at all stages of life. So, let me start with a question. Imagine for a moment that you had no birth certificate and your age was simply based on the way you feel inside. How old would you say you are? And it's a question to ponder. And like our height or shoe size, the number of years that have passed since we first entered the world is an unchangeable fact. But... Everyday experience suggests that we don't often experience ageing in the same way, with many people feeling older or younger than they really are. And scientists are increasingly interested in this quality, finding that our subjective age may be essential for understanding the reasons that some people appear to flourish as they age, while others, well, maybe fade. So how much of this is lifestyle-related? Let's take a closer look at all of this with our age management specialist Karen Cummings-Palmer. Karen is a certified integrative health and nutrition coach and speaker specializing in age management, weight management and beauty from the inside out. Karen develops bespoke programs for private and corporate clients, hosting retreats as well as creating menus for hotels and restaurants. And Karen is passionate about the link between age and health and beauty. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you,
0: Mario, and how wonderful to be with you today.
1: And are you feeling well?
0: I'm feeling very well, thank you. How are you?
1: I'm feeling very well too. Well, look, I wouldn't dream of asking your actual age, Karen, wouldn't fall into that trap. But related to that earlier question, do you feel older or younger than your actual age?
0: Um, I think I... I definitely feel younger than my actual age is um, is sort of perceived to be. Um, so I think that um, the, my answer to that question would probably be 30. So I think that's sort of, you know, fully formed, mm. <laughs> fully formed adult. But um, the idea that anything is still possible. Mm.
1: State of mind as much as... Uh maybe lifestyle related, which we'll we'll explore now. Um, and I'd like to set the tone for this conversation with you by actually quoting you, um, back at you. And you have said that youth is currency, but so is age. Grace, wisdom and humility are beautiful and must be celebrated. So that's a lovely way to start this podcast, I think. Would you like to uh, expand on all of that?
0: Absolutely, and thank you. Um, yeah, so I, I think, listen, let's be honest, that sort of gorgeous plumpness that comes with youth is wonderful. But um, as, you, uh, as you say in that quote, I think that um, the, 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 the things that come with age are wonderful, they're beautiful, and they must be valued. But also we've got to value them because we live in a society that is increasingly aging. Mm. And if we don't recognize the value of people at all stages in life, I think we're gonna be in all kinds of trouble. And I have a lot of clients and friends um, in my age group. I call us uh, people, women and men in the middle, right? I think there's something about being in midlife, which is, you know, it's sort of roughly you know, 40 to 60. Um, that there's something about being in midlife that um comes with a great sense of urgency Mm -hmm. and um but it also can be incredibly vital so i think it is a a stage of life that should absolutely be embraced but the youthful um, energy is, is, is something that, for me, is not about being 20. Uh, it, it, it is more the, what I call the essence of youth. It's an energy. It's a transparency. It's a vitality. And that's something that I think we can hold on to. I often talk about Helen Mirren. She is somebody that so many people find really attractive, right, as a human being, you know, physically. um, And and that's both men and women and people of of all ages. And I think she has the essence of youth. She looks like she can do anything a 21-year-old could do, (laughs) except probably a bit better. And that's something that with the right food, with the right supplementation, with the right movement, we can hang on to, we can maintain, and we can. Uh, if we feel we've lost it, we can even
1: attain. And thank you to Helen Mirren who is sponsoring this show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, well, thank you for that. What led you to specialise in age management, Karen?
0: So I had the um, pleasure and the challenge of turning forty while I was living and working in mm. Los Angeles, um, and I'm I. I just think. The people need to approach it in a way that works best for them. But I decided that I wanted to approach my own aging process naturally right? Um, But I also wasn't going to pretend that I wasn't vain, that I didn't care about how I looked. Mm. So I thought, how can I sort of embrace, um, you know, the the natural aging process, and yet really look after myself so that I can recognize the person that looks back at me in the mirror Mm. (laughs) um, in 10, 20 years time. Um, And so so I set about, you know, working on myself, and then also supporting my clients through the aging process, because I, I just really thought it was an area, that had been underserved
1: and it sounds like a very honest approach to your work actually um, starting with yourself I I guess um, knowing how you feel and felt at that time Um, you've described your approach in fact to wellness and age management as a set of tools not rules Yes. and I think that's self-explanatory but maybe elaborate on on what this all means with some examples
0: yeah so I think you know I mean I quite often say you know use the best things you can but not things that are so you know don't have regimes that are so complicated that they're gonna the stress of it causes you wrinkles right so um so it should be about you know health and wellness and and and, and looking after yourself should be uh not the 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 destination but the vehicle Mm -hmm. for you to be able to work and play and do the things that are really important so um i think of the um of the wellness tools and the age management um tools in my in my toolkit essentially um as as the things that we can do every day a little bit every day throughout our lives that are going to help us achieve what we want to achieve. Mm. And that is so much easier when we look and feel our very best, Mm. both from an emotional perspective, but also from a physical perspective. We know that so much of dis-ease is is lifestyle, um, starts with lifestyle and certainly can be uh, improved or managed with lifestyle
1: changes. So... To help us understand that, then maybe let's let's start at the beginning. What can a new client expect in an initial consultation with you, and then maybe talk us through a typical ongoing relationship?
0: Yeah, so um, people see me typically when they want a very holistic perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I often have clients that, frankly, you know, in normal times are running around the world, um, have really busy lives, and they don't want to stop getting on planes or, you know, entertaining and having dinner. Or, or maybe they can't. Or maybe they can't. and it's not for me, it's certainly not for me to tell them to to, mm. to to change their lifestyle, but it's for me to help them make it better, right? So I need to go out and entertain clients for dinner. How can I do that and still feel good the next morning? So um, let's just raise the consciousness around what you're eating. Um, so, you know, I'll look at their lifestyle, I'll look at the context in which they live, and I will sometimes just make tweaks to things they're already doing, right? So you're, you're drinking, maybe we can look at the alcohol consumption. It's not about not drinking at all, but mm. certainly raising our consciousness around it. I often talk about, you know, if you, if you reframe alcohol like dessert. Right. You you, you you know that you probably shouldn't be having dessert on a regular basis, but you certainly would never order more than one. Mm-hmm. And if we think of alcohol on most days, I'm not talking about on your birthday or New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. but on most days in the same way, and we have a glass of something that we really love, um, but but just stick to one then that's going to be really helpful. Um, so some of it is just sort of tweaking lifestyle. Um, but but a lot of it is frankly adding in. It's about adding in the good stuff that will in time help crowd out the bad. Mm. Uh, you can tell a lot by how somebody looks. You know, you sometimes get a lot of redness, congestion around the nose. Maybe mm. there's some sinus issues. Um, but But, you know, people tell you, I'm really exhausted. Why are you exhausted? You seem to be, you know, you're doing all the right things. Uh, Well, actually, it may be that you're going to bed at a reasonable time, but you're looking at your phone just before you go to sleep. That light's coming at you. Mm -hmm. Your circadian rhythms, which is basically your body's natural clock, are being disrespected and disregarded. Mm -hmm. So you're not having the deep regenerative sleep that you might do that's really going to help you feel well the next day. So a lot of it is around looking at how they live, addressing those issues adding in the good stuff um that will help crowd out the bad there are some obvious things of course that people should you know stop doing immediately if they are but frankly the nature of my clients and indeed the nature of your audience is you know people aren't you know they're not likely to be smoking 20 a day or you know Mm -hmm. eating highly processed foods so a lot of it is more subtle change um and a lot of people are incredibly deficient in 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 the
1: right kind of nutrition that will support them so it sounds like whatever one starting point you are able to make gradual adjustments or smaller adjustments to get to the end goal if there is a an end goal i guess it's a journey more than a, a, a final yeah uh, end point yeah um, but there's no you're not taking major surgery to someone's lifestyle are you it's just
0: no because the point is they want to carry on living mm. that lifestyle they yes. just want to they just want to look and feel the bet their best in the context of
1: their yes. lifestyle
0: so it's really about enabling them to do what they really want to do mm. for um for as long as possible. <laughs> and
1: if they do stray from the, the master plan, it's not the end of the world is what it sounds it's like. It's not
0: the end of the world. I mean, balance is key. And if it's not, I mean, one of the reasons I get results is not because, you know, I know any more than anybody else necessarily, but because I really like to look at the full context in which they live. So if somebody has got, you know, a big family, they're going to behave differently than if somebody is single and they have a lot of control over what they are consuming every day. Mm-hmm. If somebody's on the road all the time again, you know, it, it 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 it's going to be very different advice. But with everybody, it's really got to be attainable because if it's not attainable then it's not sustainable Mm -hmm. if it's not sustainable then it's not going to work so a lot of it is about not setting people up for failure
1: yes yes very important uh, point well made Um, let's talk about the nutritional element of of all of this Um, we are what we eat do do you subscribe to that I do yes absolutely to a to a very large extent Mm -hmm. and um, can you gauge Someone's inner health um, by looking at their skin. In fact, and, and is there a link between what they eat and the quality of their skin, for example?
0: Yes, I mean you can tell a lot. I mean it's not necessarily everything, but you can tell a lot. I mean, sort it's, it's of essentially, inflammation is the root of all disease. Mm-hmm. So I don't care whether it's arthritis or whether it's premature wrinkles or whether it's you know acne or or eczema, which is something that I suffer from. Mm. Um, and it, it's very hard to sort of, you know, get rid of things altogether, but you can improve the condition so that you are, you know, I have eczema, but it's 90% better 90% of the time. Mm. Um, and there are things that are going to aggravate it. So everyone's different. I absolutely believe in bioindividuality, mm. but... A few key things that everyone can do. They can bring down their inflammation. Um, You know, stress is a big cause of that. So good luck with that at this day and age, right? But (laughs) but you can balance it out somewhat. So you can bring down your inflammation, Mm -hmm. many ways in which you can do that. Um, And you can sort of make sure that your body is in a really nice alkaline acid state, a a good balance. Um, And you you can improve the quality of your sleep. Mm. and reduce, significantly reduce
1: refined sugar. So Mm. if you just do those things, then you've got a really good head start. So we hear that a lot, leading a low-inflammation lifestyle, are those all the quick wins then? Cutting out refined sugar, looking at your sleep. But are there any other quick wins that you would recommend? Hydration, I guess, is another bit. Yeah, I
0: mean, you know, obviously hydration is really key. Mm. Movement is really key. Mm. Um, you know, I, I do like to call it movement rather than exercise. Um, I think it mm. is wonderful people come to... Um, um, you know, places like like the Landsa Hof and really get engaged with their trainer, with classes. That's fantastic. I also encourage people to just do things where they're at, right? So, mm-hmm. so that it means when they can't get in, they're in a hotel room. Um, you know, if they're on the other side of the world, they can still do a little bit of movement, just boost your circulation, um, get everything going every single morning um so i think that's really key and i do you know people talk a lot about supplementation do we need it Mm -hmm. and the answer is kind of no in theory you don't right Mm -hmm. if you cook all your own food and you know it's mostly organic and locally sourced and you don't have stress and you don't live in the city um you probably don't need it but the reality is i certainly do Mm. (laughs) um Mm. if you want to you know go from good to great if you want to feel at your optimum level Mm. then i do think that a bit of supplementation um uh, certainly certainly helps so um mostly i recommend to clients that and and especially clients that have very high expectations of how they want to feel and look
1: then i would also recommend additional supplementation and um of course, the mess- there are many messages out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and-, and do you think there's a danger at, at the, at the, on the other side of the corner, at the other extreme end, um, that there's a danger that people are becoming so preoccupied with what they eat that maybe the art of eating as a family or with company and good friends, um, that's being lost almost um, because there's a benefit to communal socializing and uh, uh, over a, over a hearty meal. So I, where are we in that? I absolutely agree
0: with you, Mario. I think that um, I think that balance is always key, and there is a reason why, when you look at communities, you look at the you know the people across the the world that are really healthy. They're not they they're they're certainly not eating processed food and loads of refined sugar, but mm. they're not never having a carb, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think context has got an awful lot to do with it, and I think that. It is not just about avoiding things and having strict. Well, it certainly isn't about having a strict diet. It mm. certainly isn't about limiting. Um, but it's just about uh, it's just about creating balance. Yes. And I think if you have to adopt a diet where you've got to get rid of, you know, you can't eat with your family or friends, mm. um, you've got to have loads of special equipment, and um, and you can never eat. it. You know, this is a problem. You've got to be able to. You've got to be able to live your life. I mean, that is the point of being healthy. Yes. So I, for example, would never say to my clients, don't eat carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. What I would say is, uh, of co- I mean, additional carbohydrate, of course, it, it it's in vegetables and fruit, etc. cetera, anyway. Um, but what I would say is if you are thinking about weight management, maybe you avoid it in the evenings, five or six days a week, which is mm-hmm. what I do mm-hmm. to help me manage my weight. But um, I think there is absolute first of all you know you're missing out on some key nutrition Mm. if you're never going to eat a sweet potato for example Mm. full of wonderful skin boosting beta keratin yes um but also you're missing out on some good times you know if i'm in rome i'm eating pasta (laughs) (laughs) um but i'm just eating it consciously i'm not Mm -hmm. eating it twice a day five days a week Mm. um and and, and and I do think if we're having things that we think are delicious mm-hmm. and we are digesting them well, which, yes, it could be about probiotics, but often it's about literally just chewing each mouthful. Mm-hmm. Right? So I ask my clients to chew each mouthful at least 25 times. Yes. Um. Even, you know, that's going to help. So absolutely, I think we need to... Be relaxed. Mm-hmm. I think that the stress, that cortisol, the stress hormone that's running around your body, because you're so worried about not having, not eating organic or vegan or whatever it is, is potentially going to cause you a lot more damage than yes. occasionally eating dessert. Yes, that's
1: the irony. Um, well, how refreshing to hear you say all of that. And and I think you've you've covered this. You're all about balanced diet, but what does it what does it look like? Are you three Meals and no snacking in between. What's the advice you would give our listeners?
0: Yeah, so I think, I mean, obviously it depends on your lifestyle, right? But I'm assuming if you're not a pro athlete and you're not training, mm. you know, three times a day, mm. um, I would say that most people do better um, not snacking, leaving out snacking. If you think about, you know, especially if you're sort of thinking about, you know, weight a little bit. When you're trying to conserve fuel in a car, you sort of, you put your foot on the gas gently and consistently all the time. Mm. That's a little bit like grazing in the body. Mm. If you if you push your foot down the pedal and then release, you're actually gonna burn more, right? So I believe in pushing your foot down on the pedal, nutritionally speaking, and then getting hungry, like just, you know, waiting a few hours and then feeling the need to eat again and then eating properly. Mm -hmm. I think there is absolutely a place for intermittent fasting.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, but I think that, so that's a nice thing to adopt occasionally, maybe once or twice a week. Mm. Uh, I think there is absolutely a place for a, quite a time, quite a distance between your last meal of the day and your first meal of the next. Mm. But, but, but once you start eating, I'm a fan of, of feeling quite satisfied, eating properly, and then not snacking in between.
1: That's clear. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, let's get back to the aging process or aging uh, itself. Um, it, it's a very complex subject, isn't it? Um, pressures are everywhere. Um, it's primarily centered on the need to look young or younger than we are. Um, and if this were always the case, um, social media, I think, is almost making it worse, not not better. Um, we're under pressure to portray the perfect life. Uh, so do you see this in your work? Um, is anxiety on the rise amongst your clients?
0: Actually, I would say I think it's getting slightly better, if anything. Mm. I think that there are, um, you know, partly because we're we're equipped, we have so many more tools that support us as we are ageing, but I I do think that with everything we've been through the last couple of years Mm -hmm. people are just a little bit more conscious right about Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. so I think now you know we're we're sort of reframing beauty a little bit we're reframing wellness to be something that is really holistic so I think it is getting slightly better but nevertheless there is a huge amount of pressure Mm -hmm. and I really encourage people to and and it's hard We're we're all part of the problem right but I encourage people to really start saying you know you look great kind of full stop mm. rather than you look great for your age mm. I because I really believe and you know that it's harder for women than men I mean the pressure's on all of us yes. but I think there's more pressure on on women I really believe that there can be real beauty in a woman that looks like she's in her 60s or in the 70s mm. so it's not just about looking so much younger than your years it's not about you know looking you know 30 when you're 50
1: it's age appropriate
0: it's about yeah it's what i call ageless beauty mm. it's that I can't quite put my finger on it, nurse. That comes because you're vital. Because you, it's not that you necessarily look so. Yeah, I mean, I am. You know, one of the things I I do encourage people to do is, is 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 not. You know, avoid the question of, um, you know, how old you. How old are you? And I myself, am 52. And um, and when people very kindly say, "Oh, you look, you so much younger than you is," I I sort of often question them and say, "Do you kind of really?" Do you really mean that or is it just that you actually have no idea how old I am? And then actually when pressed, they often say, actually, that is, you know, you could be Mm. 42 or 52. Um, And and it's really about reframing what that means. Mm. And I hear so many people say, oh, I feel invisible. I no longer feel attractive. And it really breaks my heart because I, I really believe we can continue to glow as we grow.
1: Well said. Quite right too. And and there is a a difference in gender, isn't there? I, I think. Uh, may, would you want to expand on that? Do you see that amongst your clientele as well? Uh, the pressures are on, on, on women more so than men.
0: Yes, I mean absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, physicality, you know, the currency of how you look mm. is always a bigger deal with women. Mm. Um, and of course, there are some women that are desperately sad when they see their first, you know. Significant wrinkle, right? But actually, I think it's more about the loss of their former selves. Mm. And I really believe that if you are, you know, if you're engaging in somewhere like the Lanzarhof, if you are taking the right sort of supplementation, having the right kind of nutrition, and, 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 and also thought, how you feel, right? Your approach to life. Mm. I think that you can absolutely have a face and a body you recognize into your 60s and 70s and and beyond Mm. and and you know so that is where the tools come in that's where the age management tools come in it's about maintaining and so that you just you know you you just are an older version of your former self
1: Mm. and listening to that the age profile of your clients i assume are across the spectrum but Is there a is there a waiting more for those in middle years as you said? Yeah, forties,
0: fifties, and and Mm. and sixties mainly. Mm. um, My clients. You know, uh, I, sometimes I have um, people coming to me that are much younger and are desperately worried, and I say, "Listen, part of your job in your in your in your twenties and thirties is actually to kind of relax and, and, enjoy and live a little it, bit yes. and enjoy." And of course, there are certain of course, you shouldn't smoke, for example. You shouldn't mm. drink. You know, I have a, a, some younger clients who maybe never drink in the week, and then they binge drink at the weekend. So, of course, there are a few things that you can really support them with. Mm. Um, but actually, um, I think you know, stepping it up every five years. I mean, certainly in terms of what I do for myself, in terms of the supplementation um, that I take, in terms of the topical skincare, in terms of the tools I use, mm. I step up every few years.
1: Mm and let's talk a little bit more about supplementation because there are those in fact you said earlier in the show that um by eating a balanced diet presumably with organic ingredients there might not be a need for supplementation and yet it's a growing industry and um there's every argument as well to consider that what what are your views on that maybe expand on that
0: i mean it's sort of all true (laughs) you know people say oh it's a bit of a waste and it can be a waste um you know Vitamin C is something I'm a a huge fan of, vitamin C, especially in these times when we're trying to avoid nasty viruses. Mm. Um, But also, uh, vitamin C helps with our own collagen production, and collagen is something that um, is significantly depleted. By the time we're about 40, we have about 40% less collagen than we started. And that's what I think of as the scaffolding, right? That's what holds <laughs> everything up and keeps everything nice and tight stops and it tall. it heading south. Yeah, stops it heading south. <laughs> I always say that, you know, like fine lines, that's no biggie. Fine lines are just marks of our humanity. Mm. But it's the drooping That is something that we really want to try and, you know, slow that process. Um, So, you know, I'm a huge fan of vitamin C. And people say, well, it's a bit of a waste. And actually, most of it is because most of it comes out in your pee, Mm. right? It's sort of, you know, it just
1: goes straight through you. Unless you have an infusion, of
0: course. (laughs) Unless you have an infusion. Yes. Um, So if you have an infusion, um, which is great occasionally, Um, If you have, uh, if you take a supplement, when you can't get into having an infusion, um, you take a supplement that's in, the one I love um, is by a company called Altrient, and it's it's liposomal technology, which means that it's really highly absorbed. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be a kind of a really good plan B plus if you can't get an infusion. And those two ways of getting vitamin C means you're absorbing it all, it's not coming out, therefore it's not a waste, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's something that I'm a huge fan of. Um, The other thing, I mean, I do, loads loads i've got to tell you, but the 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 sort of essentials to me um there is a, a supplement that i've been taking for years and I've worked with on and off called lumati, which is an amino acid based formula and the thing about amino acids is that's really about the building blocks right that's really about repairing and regeneration it's already assuming you've got a good diet, but it's just kind of helping everything from your Hormonal balance, to your skin and your hair and your nails a little bit, make, mm. making everything a little bit better. And the other thing that i ma- you know, won't be without is um, is a really good omega three formula. Um, I think omega three, particularly on its own, some people like the six and nine. I, I like omega three on its own because we have quite a lot of six and nine in our diet. It's going to really help with our inflammation, as we we spoke of it earlier, which is it's sort of key to everything bad. So we want to be able to mm-hmm. reduce our inflammation. and throwing in some good quality omega-3 is going to help with that so those are the things I do sort of you know religiously and and many of my clients are taking and there are other things you can take some additional collagen, you can take things like MSM for for joints and you know other skin issues. Um, you know super greens. So there are there are, you can sort of layer your approach to supplementation. But I think that you know when you're talking about getting to optimum, you know vitamin D, vitamin B for a little bit of extra energy. Uh, when you want to when you're talking about optimum wellness, supplementation definitely has a place.
1: Mm. Um. I should say at this point that for uh, any more information uh, or indeed an appointment with, with Karen, please email lanserhoff at theartsclub.co.uk um, or indeed to have an infusion uh, or inquire about any of our other services. Um, Karen, how about yourself? What, what does a good start to the day look like for you?
0: <laughs> um, so uh, I love, you know, um, the creativity and the um and the fact that my life my working life could be really unpredictable but there are a few things that i absolutely ritualize that Mm -hmm. are non-negotiables so um i have a little moment you know just to sort of you know be a bit present some people call it meditation um in in every morning Mm -hmm. i just kind of center anchor myself in the day um and then i stretch we're often sort of crumpled up at night. I open up the heart muscle, have a good stretch, hang the head heavy, sending the oxygen, the blood to my head, and then come up one vertebra at a time. That's the non-negotiable. Then I do some tongue scraping. Then I take some water. Then I start moving, and I will—I'll um, do that combination of Pilates, weightlifting, um, some cardio—and I do that every single morning, often only for 10 minutes, sometimes for up to 20, but that's a non-negotiable. Then I'll have a green juice, um, and then I will, um, actually I'll have a probiotic, then a green juice, and then I'll pick up my phone. Whilst, you know, encouraging people to have great nutritional supplementation is really, really important. I, I spend quite a lot of time talking to my clients about the consciousness around the phone, because whatever's happening, cortisol is going to come at you, cortisol, the stress hormone, mm. as soon as you look at your phone.
1: Very true.
0: I don't care if it's good news, bad news, mm. you know, the news news. <laughs> it's all coming at you. So you can't stop that. But but just own the first and the last hour of your life. So that's something that I absolutely do.
1: What great advice. And and this ritual or these rituals that you just described to us, is that acquired over time um, and you just found that works for you? Do you tweak that as time goes by?
0: I mean, those are the things that I do every day, absolute non-negotiables, and I've been doing this pretty religiously for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I add things throughout my day. Mm. I, you know, I, I could sort of go on. So, you know, despite the the unpredictability the the energy of clients right I'm seeing clients uh, as well as you know managing my 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 business but sometimes I'm you know I've got energy coming at me that I I can't predict I I Mm -hmm. can't control I have things throughout the day that anchor it and that I find really really helpful and certainly what I'd encourage everyone else to do
1: and uh, what are your plans for this year for, for, for you and your business um Anything major on the horizon?
0: Um, so um, part of what I do, is, is, as you know, is a, is a, a skincare brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sort of running and developing that and being creative. So just rolling out a couple more products um, by the end of the year is on the horizon. Mm, exciting. Um, uh, uh, continuing to support clients, which gives me great joy. I am, from time to time, I have the um, privilege of working with hotels and restaurants, etc., and creating their menus. And I'm about to do another um, for a, a restaurant over the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a little bit of travel. Um, finally, because <laughs> of, we can, because we can. Yeah, a little bit of both work and play travel
1: um, oh, later on in the year. Sounds wonderful. What's your passing shot, Karen? What advice would you like to leave our listeners with after today's show? Um,
0: I would like people to just remember the, the 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 currency of all ages. It's literally not possible to celebrate one without celebrating the other. Um, and just really remember what I, I, you know, we all know that aging is a privilege, but I think if we can really start believing it, mm-hmm. sincerely believing it, I think that will be really useful. And that I am here to tell you that we, um, you know, we can be like fine wine, it can just keep <laughs> getting better.
1: Well said, Karen lovely to speak to you as always and uh, thank you for your time today
0: pleasure mario thank you so much for having me pleasure thank you karen